Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Oh, Mage. The majesty. Major. That's right. It's time for Cheap Heat, the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. Shout out to uh, Kyrie. Shout out to RJ pulling us together, as always. And shout out to you, the physically large one, live from the streets of Philadelphia. It's Stat Guy Greg. What's up, SGG? Oh, oh yeah. What's going on, Pete? I'm doing great. Oh, my it's God. It's cold in Philadelphia, though. You're not in Philadelphia? It is cold oh, in no, Philadelphia, no, is what I said. I won't. I won't be in a few hours, but it's freezing right yeah, now. Congratulations on getting out of town for a bit. Oh, it's, my goodness. It is cold. It is cold in New York as well. Shout out to everyone who's stuck in a cold place. Shout out to everyone who's driving around someplace luxurious and warm like Ted, a.k.a. Wrestling for Sale, and Dipperstein driving around Los Angeles, warm and luxurious. And, uh, yeah, it is repugnant here in New York. It was repug. So... A lot to get to today, a lot to talk about, mailbag to do, and i got to do it all within the next, I don't know, 50 minutes or so. So let's get right to it. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. All right. We had a long Zoftig show last week, so let's get to it right now. Start out with things happening outside the ring, SGG. The Dynamite Kid passed away (sighs) at 60 years old. Coincidentally, it was on his 60th birthday yeah it was repug it was repug that was not 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 good news and not a good ending uh for dynamite kid it's it's almost interesting because 60 just is still pretty young especially considering how long he's been around when you think about early the earliest footage from the early 80s that you've seen of dynamite kid um incredible in-ring technician the influence on so many Jericho Benoit Owen Hart just so many people who learned so much from Dynamite Kid mixed bag outside the ring um, from a personality standpoint we all know the sort of backstage stories that aren't great but one of the greatest in-ring little guys of all time in a different era in the era we live in now, he's a guy who could have been a Daniel Bryan. He's a guy who could have competed for the big title in spite of his size. At the time, of course, you know, just a tag team champion in the WWE. Um, and yeah, you know, he's been removed from WWE for so long. He's been in a wheelchair for a very long time and very, very sad, but one of the first I ever loved one of the first I ever realized was a masterful ring technician. Um, I randomly picked up his book. I haven't gotten to it much recently, um, but a couple of months ago, I ordered his book and started it on my last uh, WWE trip uh, a couple months ago. But Greg, just one of the greats, just one of the great in-ring performers of all time, and uh, really, really, really sad ending for uh, Tom Billington, the the Dynamite Kid. Yeah, and you touched on it too, but I don't think it's um I don't think it's hyperbole to say he's probably one of the most influential wrestlers of his generation. And um yeah, from a wrestling standpoint, he's just more important than people realize just because he's been so removed from it for for decades now. Yeah, super duper ooper looper juper duper special. Uh, there's not enough hyperbole I can put on how great and I, I hope I don't know if we have anyone that young who's like listens to our podcast who's never dug deep with the British Bulldogs like I mean I suppose it's possible there are like some people who really started in the Attitude Era and only know like late jeans wearing British Bulldog but <laughs> if you've never go- which I thought was a good look I didn't realize people didn't like didn't like the British Bulldog in the denim no 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 I'm not a fan not a fan of denim British Bulldog I mean I still I love that he was around that late because, you know, I wasn't really watching then. So, like, when I go back and realize he came back and was around that late, I think it's cool. But um, I'm glad and thankful he had another run. But nothing compares to the early Bulldog 
days. Just nothing compares to it. It was, um, they were truly one of the great tag teams of all time. Davy Boy being the power, Dynamite being the speed and the power had that incredible snapmare suplex, the headbutt, uh, everything he did, uh, looked meaningful. Chops, punches, everything from Dynamite Kid looked like it stung. Um, so, uh, big rest in peace to the Dynamite Kid. What else you got, SGG? Yeah, you were just mentioning him last week too. Um, John Cena is going to receive the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award uh, from Sports Illustrated this year. That's right. Congratulations to John Cena. We could be in the middle of Miz country. Um, well, well the deserved. The news broke just as soon as we, uh, as we left off the air last week. The news broke. Yep. Well deserved. A mage guy. I, I also saw an interview with John Cena this week with Piers Morgan. You watched that clip? I did not. That's an odd pairing. What a hack Piers Morgan is. I'm in a place in life um, where I'm really not into being critical. And I'm really into trying my best to see the best in people. Piers Morgan, uh, he's a tough one for me. And even with Cena, he was insulting. He was like, oh, you, you've become a really good actor. And then he's like, I don't want to sound like I'm belittling you, but I kind of like want to like, you know, like, ruffle your hair. And I'm like, well, you're just, you're, in, you're, you're saying you don't want to disrespect him as you're continuing to disrespect him. Yeah, he, he's the worst. He really is like a bad guy from all, I, 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 even before we knew he was a bad guy, when he took over for Larry King, I thought it was so odd. And then as time went on, he just became culturally such a bad guy. And then when you're, you're acting, when you're being not cool to my man John Cena, to the mainstream right. representation of the WWE, there's only one thing I can say to it. You're hurting me. That's how it felt. That's me. This is me watching the clip. You're hurting me. So, anyways, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> XFL. They finally made the announcement on the the eight teams that are going to be host cities um, for that inaugural season in in uh, 2020. Yeah, including New York and Los Angeles, Houston, Dallas, St. Louis, Washington D.C., St. Louis, Tampa Bay, uh, Washington D.C., and I'm forgetting one. Seattle or Houston? One of those Seattle. I forgot say. Seattle. Major. Um, the D.C. one's interesting because. My team from D.C. at this exact moment is so in the toilet from a fan fan base standpoint, so in the toilet from a moral standpoint, so in the toilet from a everything standpoint that I got to tell you, it's very, it's a really good time. I can't wait. There's already a thirty for thirty on X on the XFL. I can't wait for the thirty for thirty. They have to do a sequel. I know because I can't wait to hear the stories behind Charlie Ebersol. Being the person who's competing against Vince McMahon for out of season football. And, and the, and the biggest thing that will face Vince McMahon in the XFL is that Charlie Ebersol's league, the AFL, is that what it's called? Something. Well, uh, I'm not sure. Something like that is come, it starts the year before. Starts this summer. Mm, so he's going to be behind the eight ball. And I, it, 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 that, that's a crazy story. When you think about how the XFL 30 for 30 ended with that really emotional, you know, Vince Dick Ebersol moment, and there's interviews with Charlie and talking about the closeness of his father and Vince, and that touching sort of moment between Vince and Dick Ebersol. And then you fast forward and you think about where we are right now that Vince decides to bring back the XFL, and now Charlie's the one getting in the way? Yeah. It's really interesting. Charlie Ebersol's league is the AAF. AAF, exactly. The Alliance of American Football. You want to, uh, you want to hear from Vince? Yeah, let's take it away. We're really looking forward to, uh, once again, establishing a very excited, very exciting, innovative, uh, form of football that, quite frankly, you've never seen before. Because so much has changed in terms of uh, the use of digital social media didn't even exist uh, 20 years ago. 
and ways of distributing and, and ways of interest uh, in terms of the various devices, uh, which were not there either. But what has not changed is the love of football. That has not changed. Which is very interesting because I like I, how much does Vince actually love football? I don't know if Vince has ever watched a football game. You know, Hulk Hogan responded to this. Did you hear? No. If you actually think, if you actually think I was just the right guy at the right place at the wrong, at the right time, let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right gay guy. Nope, you got caught up there. Um, I was, was that Hogan making his bid to head coach the Tampa Bay team? That's exactly. Oh, I didn't think about that. The Hulksters, the Tampa Bay Hulksters. Um, yeah, I didn't. I'm going to prove, brother, that I can beat you anywhere, anytime. I, there are some things I'm excited about with the XFL and I, you know, obviously I, the splash I'd love for them to make would be signing Kaepernick. Um, don't expect it, but boy... Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Don't think so, but I will tell you, as much as we think Vince is a conservative, with good reason, Vince is much more... I believe Vince is much more committed to money than he is any sort of political or social ideal. I tr- yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree with that, too. And I, I feel like that's a McMahon family trait. Because um, I was reading this book, Legends, by Brian Solomon that I got from Zach Linder. And I didn't realize that Vince's grandfather, um, after MLB banned black players, Vince's grandfather set up uh, a black baseball team that predates the Negro Leagues. And you have to think it was, like, at least in part financially motivated. Wow, that that's um, fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know that either until recently. But, like, again, if the money is there, you have to think that Vince would be willing to um, well, that's what, and that's what to I, make that splash. And here's the thing. Vince, he has to be concerned with sponsors. But he doesn't have to be concerned with owners because he owns all the teams. So right. is there a world in which he sees signing Kaepernick as such a huge media story that financially it becomes worthwhile to take that risk. And I, I don't know if it would, but I'll tell you what. If he wants to get this thing on the map and steal a story away from Ebersol's league, I'd make I'd make Colin Kaepernick the highest paid player in that league. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, too, I mean, you talk about sponsors and... and you have to think that if he if he does sign Kaepernick, right, and make Kaepernick a part of that league, you have to think that Nike is going to help move things along and help smooth things over, right? I, I like, would think so. I would think there's a good chance that if I'm them, I'm trying to have conversations with Nike and Colin Kaepernick. Um, Kaepernick then gets an opportunity to play football, gets a year to get ready to play football again. Um doesn't affect his collusion case with the NFL, which now is an, a more clear-cut case than I think it's ever been. So anyways, that would be interesting. But sorry, that's too much football. Let's keep going. Anything else, Greg? Um, apparently, comicbook.com reported that um, HBO is working on a documentary about Kenny Omega. Um, wow. The person who... Apparently did the score for the documentary, was on a podcast, and revealed those details. And um, not much. Uh, it was the Creative Control podcast. And um, yeah, Joseph Shabassin, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He, he revealed that he did the score for the documentary. And um, not much is revealed about that. This was the first that anybody had heard of it. And um, HBO hasn't said anything. To my knowledge, Kenny Omega and New Japan haven't said anything. But um, just based off of that little tidbit of information that got out there, you know, people were sort of excited, myself included, for for the possibility of a HBO documentary on Kenny Omega. I'd like to be the first person who says I don't believe this is happening. You don't believe no. this is happening? No, I don't. I don't. I'd be interested. 
That is the most tenuous, and the guy who scored it let it out of the... I, I, no. I'm sorry. I hate to do it. You're hurting me. Sorry. What if it does happen, though? If it does happen, let's imagine a world where this is something that's going to be coming down the pipeline. How do you feel about it? Well, that same guy whose audio I just played, Morris. I'll, I'll give you another Morris clip. Here you go. If it's true. I was so happy. And then at the same time, if it doesn't happen. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then if it turns out he thinks it's not happening and then finds out it's happening. Oh, yeah. And then, if he gets the bad news that he thought it was happening, not happening, and then thought it was happening, and then found out again it wasn't happening. I see. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then... Let's see what happens. And then, when he found out, the last time he that Morris found out that uh, Kenny Omega lost a match, do you know what he said? He's not a You're winner. No, no, no. He's not a winner. <laughs> yeah. And then and then later when asked if he ever thinks Kenny Omega will make make it to WWE, he said you have to be patient with him. That that was the big question and Morris wise as he is with with the perfect answer. And then he was also asked what he thinks of the ascension. Did you, did you hear what he said about that? Oh, yeah, this one, he's right. I mean, what can you say? They were really mediocre. Oh. And then... Brutal, brutal honesty. And then lastly, he was asked what he thought of the arena food at the last wrestling show that he went to in upstate New York. The thought of eating it well, would make me throw up. Thank you, Morris. <laughs> he covers so... He just covers so, 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 so much. All right, yeah. what else he got? How is he not a correspondent on this show already? I know, I know. What else you got there? Um, the last little bit of information that I have, and this is definitely happening. Um, the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn Five show that was scheduled to be the Saturday before Mania was moved to the Friday before Mania. Um, and again, fans are pretty happy about this because before it looked like they would go head-to-head -head with the New Japan slash ROH show that was going to be taking place at the Garden. Mm -hmm. And now fans seem to be excited about the possibility of going to both uh, for WrestleMania weekend. So there you go. Are people pleased about this, you think? Yeah. I, overall, yeah. I mean, I saw some people try to make it again about, you know, this competition between WWE and New Japan and ROH. But um, it's honestly really all good for the fans because... Like I said, people who want to do both now have the opening in their schedule to do both. Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend, and uh, tickets go on sale Friday, by the way. So by the time most of you guys are hearing this, they're on sale for NXT, Raw, and SmackDown Live. All right, SGG, let's get into some some action from this week. Um, what are the main? Give me the main stories uh, worth mentioning from this week. I, I if in my mind. It's it's Daniel Bryan. It's it's yes. the SmackDown women's picture. Yep. It's the Raw, I guess the, I guess the Raw women's tag title mention. Is that a thing? I mean, it was talked about on TV. You know, Sasha and Bailey said they want to be the first women's tag champions. Yeah, but I mean, there's no, there's no, I think that's just WWE still putting feelers out there, even though they know the fans want this and the talent wants this, they're still like, you know, toying with, toying with the idea, you know? You know how I felt though when they mentioned it? I was so happy. So? I mean, we all were though. We all were. Um, and is there anything else from Raw? Like, I, I mean, I, I like the Bane Ambrose appearance. I mean, excuse me, Dean Ambrose appearance. Um, and that brawl with Seth. Yeah, there's, there's Dean and Seth. 
I don't know why I haven't been that moved by Dean and Seth. I still want Renee to be a part of it. She sort of she got snappy um, this weekend, rightfully so, because I mean, it, it was honestly getting annoying the the constant. So what's going on with your husbands from Corey and uh, and Michael Cole? Do you think it pushes us any closer? It it's starting to seem that way because they won't drop it, and her responses seem to get more and more um, testy, and rightfully so. Like she, her patience is wearing thin. I really hope it goes there. I really, really do. Like I, I just need it. I'm now just putting random drops in that we use on the K show that we don't use very often, but that I love. That will more Morris, please. I know Morris is the best, of course. Oh yeah. But also this Mike Gundy, the college coach, when asked about Twitter, this is so good for we talk about Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> That's how I feel. You guys know I'm off social media. Twitter. By the way, we have a lot of people who started following me on Depop. But not enough of my merch is sold. Now, I'll tell you what's up there right now, by the way. Greg, did you uh, take a look by any chance? I did take a look. Uh, got some good stuff up there. I thought I thought things were moving pretty well. But I guess It's not, okay. Not no, it's okay, but there's more. Fast enough for the mage one. Yeah, there's, there's not... No, not enough for the mage one. There's more that needs to go. Up there right now, still available, I have three Mitchell and Ness jerseys. That are at a phenomenal price. They're the authentic Mitchell and Nesses that cost like retail. Those are good prices too for what for what it is. I was just like they retail at three hundred bucks. We'll be giving them away two seventy five, three hundred bucks. Each one of them has been worn for a matter of like hours. And the Matumbo for one thirty five, the Dominique for one thirty five, and the Clyde for one twenty five. Brand new, phenomenal. Um, wrestling wise, I still have a Jerry Lynn ECW shirt, a red and black attack NWO shirt, a Kevin Nash too sweet NWO shirt, an early 2000s ringside security shirt, which is for a, a big fella. It's a big fitting large. If anyone out there is a, a big guy. <laughs> and then I got a pair of Air Maxes up there. the like rare camo Air Maxes. Um, I got some more wrestling stuff I'm going to put up there. I'm going to put up, um, I have a, a Ring of Honor title that I need to sell. You get rid of the Ring of Honor belt? I have to. I love it, but it's got to go. Title, the title, excuse me. Yeah, it's a title. Um, I, I just, it doesn't. It's not a belt, it's a title. I, it just makes. So I'm going to throw that up there at a decent price. Um, and I have more, and I have more, uh, wrestling shirts I'm going to put up there. Maybe I'll just... I, I would offer even... If someone wanted to make an offer on all the wrestling shirts, like I probably have another 10 that got to go, maybe I'll just... If someone wanted to throw up, throw me a, a good amount of money, I'll just move them all. Maybe I'll talk to at wrestling for sale about that. But um, yeah, if you go on Depop, it's uh, sneakers and t-shirts. I don't care so much about the followers. I'm not trying to have a social media account. Just people to buy stuff. <laughs> Have your have your followers jumped up on Depop? Yeah, it went from like four to one hundred and fifteen. Um, but like you know, that's cool, and I really appreciate it. I know it's people trying to like see if they're interested in stuff, but it's weird because it's sort of like social media, and I don't want social media. I mean, it's not because you're not putting out any messages; you're just pl- posting pictures of clothing. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm gonna get some more stuff up next week. Uh, maybe this weekend as well. Anyways, uh, SGG, I think the, the the story that I care about most is Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles and The Miz, etc. And most of all, the new Daniel Bryan. Yes. And the reason I feel most strongly about it, there's two things. Number one, it's how mage Daniel Bryan is. Like... I just feel that as great as he always was as a as great as he always was as a babyface 
to see that he's this good as a heel is I don't know, it's amazing to me. Yeah. And he's like leaned in on the heel life like all all the way. I mean all the way. So damn far. You know, he's so friggin' into it. He's just really, really gone all the way. And yeah, I just think it's super impressive. I mean, to be that good and now get even better. What's this clip? It says of Peter disrespecting Daniel Bryan. What's that? Hold on. What this is. You're disrespecting your fanship of Daniel Bryan. That's right. Sound like a mania. Um, it's just so impressive. Now, here's what I don't like. The new Daniel Bryan. Come on. It's, it's not, that's not too basic. The new Daniel Bryan. It's almost like the thing they've always said throughout history about when people turn heel. Like, oh, this is a brand new Bret Hart. We've never seen this side of Bret Hart. You know what they should have done, SGG? What's that? You remember the wrestling name I made up for myself last week? <laughs> Greg. <laughs> just Greg. Um, unre- Just Brian? Just go just Brian? No, no. Just Daniel. Daniel. He's just Daniel. And I know it would be weird because you have to figure out how to market it, right? Like if he's a heel at WrestleMania and he's in a huge match. Well, although they never even have names there. They just have pictures. Yeah. It's so like, I feel like... So that's fine. Like, he could just change his expression. How, how... Get rid of that smile. Either Brian or Daniel. Either one, even. Honestly, Brian would work. I'm tired of my name, Daniel Brian, that they gave me here so they could make money off of me. That's not my name. My name is Brian. And all he has to say is, my name is Brian. And whenever he comes out, he says, my name is Brian. And the next time he gets introduced, ladies and gentlemen, weighing in at 225 pounds, Daniel grabs the mic. You will only refer to me as Brian. And then you can just call him Brian. But like the new Daniel Brian, mm, I'm not feeling it, fams. You're disrespecting your fanship of Daniel Bryan. What are your thoughts, Greg? Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't think to, I don't have that strong feelings about the new Daniel Bryan, but, um, yeah, I'm all in on like this persona though. And Tuesday though, he, uh, so d- he, he disrespected chicken, delicious chicken. I, I felt so oh, about I, that. Greg, I like a delicious chicken. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Um, I'm not willing to go as far as other people and, you know, calling him, Racist for it because what? he directed it. People went pe- at what? Yeah, yeah. So it was all it was social media. You follow. Um, it's time for you to follow less people. It's it's too much. Well, it doesn't matter who you follow on Twitter. Like these takes find their way um, onto your timeline. But yeah, I'm not willing to go that far. I think it was just a heat of the moment thing. And, what, um, what 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 exactly <laughs> did he say? Well, in the middle of his rant, um, directed towards Byron Saxton. He goes, I see how much chicken you eat. And I was just like, ooh, that's kind of. Oh, oh, by the way, this is where my, my, my value really kicks in from being behind the scenes. Um, I would like to announce here very publicly, and you know I'm personally a big fan of Byron Saxton. Byron eats a lot of chicken, okay? It is not fried chicken. Who doesn't though? Who doesn't? No, no, no. Grilled? No, 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 no. Fried, barbecue? No, no, no. He, He's, uh, Byron is a food freak. Like, Byron's in incredible shape, right? He's a wrestler, right? Byron never stops eating. So he pre-prepares a lot of meals. He brings meals to the building. He goes back to the hotel and eats again. He's in catering, eating, and he's very healthy. So he eats an endless amount of grilled chicken. <laughs> grilled chicken, ladies and gentlemen. So, if, if, well, now I'm mad at both of them. And now you're mad at him for eating grilled chicken, not fried chicken. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm mad at both of them now. Why is Daniel Bryan bringing this up in front of everybody, exposing the man? And then why is it? Why did he fall on that sword for grilled chicken? It was chicken? a pug. 
Yes. Yeah, so j- just so people know, he's just a health nut who eats a lot of grilled chicken. But I got to tell you, I I love. I saw another reach somewhere too about, or maybe it was in our group chat. Like I didn't know if the, I, I looked at it really quickly. Zach or Andrew, whoever said, I think it was Zach, about like there being some sort of political side to a heel being all like pro environment. Oh yeah, I saw, I saw that on social media, and then I, I I don't think it it was in our group chat too. I think it might have been Andrew, but somebody said the same thing on social media. How like WWE is trying to condition people to be you know anti environmentalists, climate change. They're trying to turn people against uh, the climate change activists, and uh, they're using Daniel Bryan to do it. And I think I don't think Daniel Bryan's the heel because he's a uh, an activist or an environmentalist. I think it's the way he's going about it. It's very uh condescending. It's sort of the same way that um you know CM Punk I was gonna say was the, the exact, heel that he spoke about Jeff Hardy. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Stop trying too hard. Daniel Bryan in real not that he's right. Daniel Bryan in real it's life true. is a really crazy, crunchy vegan dude. An environmentalist to the core. His characters have always been true to who he is. So if he's if yeah. he's going to be a great heel, he needs to be true to who he is. CM Punk being straight edge was not a bad part of CM Punk's personality. Not drinking is more of a babyface trait, honestly, in real life than drinking. Sorry, guys. Update for you. It's the it's the judgy part that they both threw in That's... there for both of them. It's just like... Hold on one sec. Hey, Nick. Yo. Uh, you're live on Cheap Eat. What up? Um, did you hear what rest? Did you hear what wrestler died this week? Dynamite Kid. Yeah. What are your What are your earliest What are your earliest memories? I like Davy Boy Smith better. Oh, sad. <laughs> of all days to say this. No, but I love the British Bulldogs. Yeah, Dy- Dynamite. My favorite. Dynamite Kid was Mage, but I do think that Davy Boy for kids was the more appealing bulldog. He, he was definitely more appealing. I don't know. I can't even remember why he was more appealing, but he was. He smiled more for sure. Yeah, he was, he was great. He, more, he was a great bulldog. Well, great bulldog. Uh, can I call you after the show? I wanted to talk more about Dave uh, Dynamite Kid. I was hoping to be interviewed on this show. Oh, really? You did? Kid. Any other thoughts? Anything else you can remember about Dynamite Kid? Um, no, not really. I really. I don't have much more to say, except for the fact that Here we go. the Hart Foundation-British Bulldogs rivalry was was probably one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite wrestling things ever, potentially, and it is the thing that led me to one of my all-time favorite obscure references that I like to, as you know, I like to use all the time in the context of anything unfair happening, which is that Danny Davis must something, <laughs> some. Uh, <laughs> yes, you say that during football games a lot. You uh, you often, whenever anything unfair with the referee happens, you blame Danny Davis. Um, because it was the greatest concept ever. I mean, like the referee just became a, like it's it's amazing. I know. And when you're when we were young, it was like such an unfathomable idea. I remember thinking when he when he wrestled, being like, "Oh my gosh, it's a referee wrestling." Not thinking, of course. He's not a referee. He's a wrestler who was forced to be a referee because they wouldn't make him a wrestler. <laughs> Wasn't there another referee named like Dave Hefner? Yeah, there was uh, Dave and Earl Hebner, the the twin oh, brothers. Yeah. yeah. So, but, they, but they were not on the take. They weren't corrupt. Well, no. Eventually, like ev- eventually they were. Eventually they were on the take. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know about that. Well, you were already checked out. Um, all right, I'll, I'll call you back. All right, bye. My brother Nick Rosenberg, ladies and gentlemen. Esquire. I'm using the Danny Davis thing. Oh, too, yeah. Whenever you're watching a game of any sport, it's like, oh, here comes Danny Davis. You never know. I see. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, stop reaching, guys. It's not a political thing. He's he's. I'm sure Daniel Bryan has everything to do with his character right now. And I'm sure he is loving what he's doing. I mean, he is so... What... I, to think that I was getting so bummed out about the Miz story not playing out in the way that we really wanted, and to now think we're going to get distracted from the big Miz-Daniel Bryan culmination even longer, and yet I'm fine with it. 
You know, that's an interesting thought when you think about it, right? Yeah, and I mean, it, it's working. It's just a testament of Daniel Bryan's talents and even The Miz, too, that they're able to tease this thing out and at at most throughout most of the story, which, you know, it's been going on for eight years now, hasn't had a WrestleMania match yet. But for most of it, people have just been like, at each stage, it's like, wow, this is cool. There's been a few low points, but it's never been to the point where anybody's checked out. It's really, really, really interesting. I, I'm I'm super psyched though to get to watch this heel Daniel Bryan moment. Just didn't expect it, and uh, and yet here we are. Um, all right, I should you. What else would you like to talk about from this week? You know, this week was rough. Um, Dolphin Drew broke up, but I think there's not much to say about that. There's seemingly a, a Drew McIntyre Finn Balor feud heating up, but again, there's not much to say about that um, yet. I do think all those things could be interesting, but let's just hope that you know next week, leading into the pay per view, they can bring all these loose ends together and have it not feel like they're in a holding pattern. You know, not feel like we're just biding our time till we get to 2019 and the Royal Rumble. And you know the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, it's a very, very, very good point, SGG. Um, what else? What else from this week that you feel is of critical, the utmost importance? Did you really, really enjoy, or do you want to see any more New Day and the Bar? Um, you know. Um, I'm ready for New Day in the bar to to sort of move. Oh on yeah, you think you think a hundred straight weeks is enough? I'm I'm ready. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't have that same feel as the like when New Day and the Usos feuded for most of the year. It felt like wow, this this is incredible. And now that they're running it back with the bar, I don't get that same feeling of like this being incredible. And it's sort of unfortunate because, um. They're both great tag teams. They're both in like the top 10 tag teams in the world. Um, the bar are the tag team champions and you can't, you can really argue the case for any, any one of those teams, you know, New Day, Usos or the bar being tag champions. But I would, I would right argue, now, I would argue at GG that it almost feels like the tag team shouldn't even be stuck to one show. It's just I agree. so limiting. I've, I've been saying that forever. I've been saying that forever. Um, you know, one world champion, one women's champion, one tag team champions, and then let them pull double duty. One month they're on SmackDown, one month they're on Raw. You lose the titles, you get stuck on the show that you lost to, and that's it. Championship! It's just too much to see them week after week after week. And then, yeah, you get a triple threat with an Uso. New Day member, bar member, blah, 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 blah. What do you think about the work that Baron Corbin is doing? I like it more than I thought I would. I think so. I think I feel that way too. I mean, I don't know if it can, I don't know if it could be as relied on as it is right now. Like they're certainly putting a lot on it. You know, he takes up a lot of screen time on Monday. Um, it sort of helps now that Alexa Bliss is there to take some of the, Time for the business of running Raw, even though I'm worried about her health situation. Um, yeah, there was there was some reports, conflicting reports. Um, you know, Mark Henry came out early this week and went on Busted Open Radio and said that she was 100% cleared. And then Dave Meltzer came back around and said that she wasn't 100% cleared, but that she is like has some clearance to do limited physical activity so her status is up in the air as far as you know her in-ring career goes as far as we know though these reports could be completely false yeah so i have some concerns about that but she is great to have on camera um and running the division the women's division it makes sense uh and it gives a little bit of a break from baron corbin constantly um I will say this though about Corbin though, like, I don't feel like it's any wasted time when he's on the TV. Like, and, and he does, his, his, he's really coming to his own as that authority character. And it's like the little things that he does that I think are so 
are so good. Like when he was um when he was backstage with Rhino and Heath Slater and he told them, you know, that he had some news for them before he revealed to them that one of them would have to get fired, like he's crunching the numbers and he's in his folder. And like Heath Slater's trying to look over his shoulder and he's moves the folder at the exact same time without looking up from what he's doing just to like block his view and go back to what he's doing. It's just like little things like that show his timing and I don't know how often they had to do that, how many takes that took or if that was like a one take live thing, but I thought it was real crisp and it's just like even without speaking, he's just showing like that he is the authority figure around there. Like he walks with a little bit more swagger, talks with a little bit more swagger. No, I hear you. Um, and it is, and it is more than I expected. I did not have a lot of, a lot of high hopes. You know what I do always have high hopes for though? What's that? Indochino. I said Indochino, Greg. The suits, the custom, the custom made, made to order. You said custom made? I said custom made. With a tear in my eye! This is the greatest moment in my life. That's you when you receive your new suit from Indochino. So you can finally stop being Repug and start being... Major. Think about how Dipperstein feels when he sees you in some big, baggy, Repug-looking shirt that you bought off the rack. No. Go to North America's leading made-to-measure menswear company, Indochino.com. Visit a stylist in one of the showrooms, which you can find at Indochino.com. Or do it yourself online at Indochino.com. You pick everything and you get something custom made. And right now, our listeners, if you go to Indochino.com and use the code HEAT, you can get any premium Indochino suit for just $3.59. When I started trying to get nice suits, when I got the ESPN job, I spent like $1,200 on each custom suit. And none of them fit as well as Indochino. So we're giving you 50% off the regular price for these made-to-measure premium suits. Indochino.com, promo code HEAT, premium suit for $3.59 and free shipping. An amazing deal for a premium suit, a premium made-to-measure suit. So make sure you get over there and check it out. Also, a big shout-out to our friends at Stamps.com. All right, I know everyone's busy and everyone has stuff to send. Lord knows I have a lot of stuff to send with my Depop store. I had to send like five things this week. Good thing I went to stamps.com. Because if you head over to stamps.com and you type in heat, they will hook you up. A four-week trial plus postage at a digital scale. No long-term commitments. All the mailing and postage you need to do, you can do from home. But you got to go to stamps.com, click the microphone on the top of the homepage and type in heat. H-E-A-T. They'll send you the scale. You'll get the four-week trial. And you can start weighing things out and sending everything from home. You print up the postage any day, any time. And it's so, so easy. So you can do everything on demand. Stamps.com. Click the microphone and type in heat. Hey, Greg, you want to dive into a little bit of something that we call mail? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I can wait for this all week. See? I knew it. Big, big, big email out of the gate. Mail. Dan says, my name is Dan Page. I'm originally from New Jersey, but now I'm in Orlando, so I'm a huge fan of yours on Hot 97. It continued through to Cheap Heat, which I'm now an OG fan of as well. Thanks, man. When you went away from social media, I figured I'd try to. I stepped away from all my account, except one. More on that later. And it has helped my life at home with my wife and has helped me focus a lot more on my work. So thank you for inspiring me to do that. Wow. I'm just reading this live. I didn't know that. That's really, really neat. Um, I'm really enjoying not being on social media and most importantly, not missing it at all. The one account I do have is something I feel you'd enjoy. It started as an inside joke with some wrestling fan friends of mine. Wrestlers in Jenkos. The old way. Two big jeans from the late 90s. So we started coming up with ideas and eventually we got to you and SGG. But I know I couldn't tag you, so I wanted to send you the link. Please check it out and let me know what you think. Keep doing what you're doing, and thank you again for the motivation to get off social media. Sincerely, Dan Page. Instagram.com slash WWE Superstars in Jenkos, G-N-C-O-S. I'm going to open this. Have you clicked this link? Have you seen this? I'm clicking it right now. 
So I'm just going on the web because obviously I don't have the app. Oh, yeah, there's a picture of me and you in huge, ridiculous jeans. What a strange, strange fellow. But they already have 117 followers, and all it is is pictures of modern-day wrestlers in huge Jenko jeans. That is a bizarre, and I gotta admit, it is it is for a good. You get a good laugh. Uh, I'm. It is not going to encourage me to get back on social media, but I appreciate that, Dan. <laughs> and I'm glad you're happy with it. Actually, I'm I'm trying to look into this phone. There's this phone called the Light Phone that, like, you can have in conjunction with your smartphone. But like, when you feel like just putting your smartphone away for a week or a weekend or a night, you can just take out your this Light Phone. And, like, all it is is a phone. Huh. But it's, like, really sleek and looks pretty dope. And people will say... Does it let you text? The old one that's already out is call only. The new one that's coming in April has text. Okay. I think the new one coming in April has, like, text and alarm clock and stuff like that. Like, some basic stuff. Although, they didn't send me a free one, so I really shouldn't promote them. But I do want to do it. Mark writes us, mail. I'm sure we were all surprised to hear the shout out that Brian gave Stat Guy Greg on SmackDown. Obviously, Peter's featured regularly, but this is a special moment for the Virgin. So here it is to have forever. Stay mage. Let's hear it. <laughs> I see all the chicken I see all the corruption that you're a part of. You're a horrible human being. I see, I see all the chicken you eat. I see all How dare. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Frank writes us. Mail. Hey guys, uh, I originally intended to direct this email only to Rosenberg because it pertains to his work on Cheap Heat and the Michael K show. Then I realized Stack Guy Greg would also be able to provide some valuable input. Here, since he's Uptown Malcolm, in my very infinite wisdom, I believe that I've stumbled across the ultimate NWO comparison. Here it goes. Mike and the Mad Dog was the NWO of sports radio. The original incarnation of that show is arguably the best, most established show faction in that profession. But wait, there's more. Both teams eventually split up going their own way. This email mostly serves to dump on Francesa, so I'm conveniently going to ignore both Mad Dog and the Wolfpack here. Mike, Mike's on Peter's Afternoon Sports Talk Radio competition, for those of you who are out of the market and don't know, is the post-split NWO black and white. The shirts are the same, the names are kind of the same, and the Diet Coke is the same. Performance and storyline-wise, though, everyone's just a bit older, and quite frankly, it's not what it once was. Both go on for longer than anybody would have liked, but we finally reach the end of these record act, of these second acts and can leave the past in the past and just reminisce on the good old times. Except we can. Except we can't. Sorry. One thing leads to the next, and Mike's on has returned to the airwaves. This is the part that I actually started from and then had to work backwards to everything you just read. And to my delight, it all worked out really well. This iteration of Mike's On is definitely NWO 2000. The Diet Coke is back. The band is back together. And now we have a smartphone app that nobody wants to pay for. And black shirts with silver font. Even my, <laughs> do they really? Even my fondness for my favorite wrestler of all time, Brett the Hitman Hart, can't cloud my judgment enough to call NWO 2000 anything less than Repug. I can honestly say I've listened to more than a few minutes of the black and silver version of Mike's on. Um, I, he said, I can't. I'm sorry I'm reading so badly today. I can't. I can't honestly say I've listened to more than a few minutes of the black and silver Mike's on. But I've heard enough to know that the show is basically in the Jeff Jarrett is world heavyweight champion phase. And hopefully someone will put it out of its misery sooner rather than later. I'm not sure what the future holds, and if there will be a comparison to the WWF version of the NWO, please know. But keep up the good work you do on all platforms. Thank you for keeping it, Mage. Love the message. For New Yorkers, it's an interesting conversation. But what he failed to mention is 
is that my show, the Michael K show, is currently tied with Francesa going into the final three weeks of the ratings. So with three weeks left, there is a chance that for the first time ever, the K show dethrones Mike Francesa. And I, I don't spend a ton of time thinking about it, but it would be super, super cool if it happened. So we could be the people to put Bischoff and Russo out of their misery, if you will. You should be the people to do it too, quite frankly. I would love it. Um, all right. Here's another one. This one's from, uh, Frank. Male. What's up, Sweet Pete and SGG? Enough's enough. It's time for a change. The Undisputed Era needs to be brought up by the Royal Rumble at the latest. They fit perfectly on SmackDown. Adam Cole, baby, is a legitimate world title contender who in the meantime can provide something different for Shinsuke, which is drastically needed in the U.S. title picture. When Cole moves up to the WWE title picture, Strong can come in and fill a mid-card slot. The four of them can also provide a much, much needed injection to the tag division on SmackDown Live who had the colognes on the Survivor Series team. Sorry, Pete, but let's just be real. Well, you mentioned them. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool is? If they make their debut at the Rumble, it could give them time to build a legitimate rivalry with the New Day or the Usos in order to lead to a great mid-card matchup for WrestleMania. They could receive a chance to show their stuff was one of the two best tag teams in the company and could push the Undisputed Era as a heel stable that the main roster desperately needs. It also could open the door for the Usos and the New Day to move to Raw and provide some talent to that tag roster. Thanks for all you guys do. Makes my week every week. Stay mage and enjoy yourself, Frank. Great message, Frank. I think that's a pretty good message. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And um, I think the rosters in general, whether it's the Undisputed Era or anybody else, they do need a little bit, a little bit of a freshening up. Um, so this could be the way to do it, especially like he said with that tag division that was sorely lacking on SmackDown to the point where, you know, the recruitment for Survivor Series teams proved it. Connor writes us. Mail. Hey, Peter and SGG Esquire. Long listener, first time emailer. Congrats on all of your success. I'm from Texas. Oh, uh, he said, y'all. So he said, um, from Texas, which is why I say, y'all, I don't know why, but every time I look at Lars Sullivan, there's only one superstar I can compare him to, Snitsky. I, I, I think the same thing, by the way, dude. Yeah, I don't think anybody thinks differently. They have a similar look with Lars being more cut, and they also have a sim- similar character traits and somewhat of a similar in-ring style. I actually liked Lars Sullivan when he was in NXT, but I feel like once he gets to the main roster, his ceiling isn't really any higher than Snitsky's when he was in WWE. Would love to hear everyone's thoughts about this. It's interesting. Uh, I, when I saw the promo for Lars this week, I, 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 I very much thought, I know Vince loves him. Of course he does, but where does this guy go? I just, yeah. Those guys, it's funny that he gets, it's interesting that he gets so excited about them because in them, all I ever see is you would be the perfect person to job to Hogan. <laughs> That's all I ever think, right? Like, how good in 1989, Lars Sullivan having a three month run with Hogan, where Hogan beats him at a at a pay per view, you know, beats him in Survivor Series, then beats him at the Royal Rumble. Like, how easy is that to picture? Yeah, and it's sad, but that's all that would have happened. Yeah, it's, I mean, is it sad? I think it's great. There are people who have. After three months, they would have nothing for No, him. he'd go somewhere else. He'd probably have to go somewhere else for a while. You know, or, or he, he, they would run him in another story or two. Listen, that's some people's ceiling. Some people, you know, made a lot of money getting to be the foe for, if you were really good, you could be his foe for like six months, right? Um, but that's, I, what else did they offer? Some people, that's what they offer. They're a big monstrous heel. You know, like, you make sense to lose to the baby face who's smaller than you, though still big. And that's the thing is we don't really have that anymore. That sort of pure a baby face, it seems. So it doesn't even work quite the same way. He adds, also, I'm sure you're very busy with the life, so I'm not sure if you saw Carlito's cameo on the Edge and Christian show this past week. But if you did, 
I know you popped as hard as I did. Keep doing what you're doing and stay mage. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Next message here. You know what cool is? Craig writes us. Mail. Hey, Pete. Hope you and Uptown Malcolm watched last night's ENC show before doing the pod. Love you guys. Enjoy the holidays. Did not, but now I know why I need to. Some leader. Apparently it's cool. Apparently it's very, very cool, SUG. Um, Alright, this is... I'm trying to think of the last one we should read because we had a lot of messages this week, SUG, and then we'll get right to uh, Black Power Rankings. Josh writes us, Mail. Shout out to Dip for the Powers of Pain shout out. I was born and raised in the middle of Flair Country, which is just next to... We could be in the middle of Miz Country. Charlotte, North Carolina, and five houses down from the Barbarian. Same age as his oldest son, and I still talk to the entire family. Great guy, by the way. Keeping it short and sweet for the Peckerheads. Oh, have you heard the new Ford F-150 slogan? They don't set the bar. They are the bar. Sound familiar. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Also said on an Allstate commercial, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Um, uh, Jesus writes us. Mail. Majesty, I just want to say thanks to you, the Statless One and the Third Man Dip, for helping me through some tough times. Just got fired from my job a month before Christmas, and I've been feeling pretty down. But this past episode helped get my head right. Dip's story about how being so close to his idols made him so happy. He cried, brought me to tears because I have two little boys of my own and I've just been feeling like I'm failing them. But the whole episode brought a smile to my face and made me realize I need to just dust my shoulders off and keep going. Thanks for helping out, gents. Stay mage. Hey, Seuss, let me tell you something, bud. First of all, I'm glad the show brought you some joy. And I'm really sorry that you are going through a hard time. And... uh you know, we, all of us, go through stuff, um, and everyone goes through varying degrees of drama, and uh, stuff that's related to your family, and your job, health, anything in those categories, when you're an adult, can be excruciating, and the really challenging thing as you get older is that you just have to power through and keep doing all the things you have to do. Um, and that's really, really hard. And I've been there, and I understand those challenges. Um, I really hope that anyone listening to our show this week or any week in some way takes this silly little wrestling show that we do and is able to have an hour um, where they're able to chill out and disconnect a little bit from what they're dealing with. Even though sometimes, let's be honest, we go through stuff that it's just impossible to disconnect. You're just absolutely thinking about it all the time. And the degree to which this helps is it makes you feel from terrible to just really bad, right? Whatever that may be. Um, but whatever situation you're going through, someone else has been through that same situation and they've gotten through it. I remember hearing that when I was in high school and I always thought that was profound. That doesn't mean that when I got in the situation, I didn't feel the same way. Um, and no matter who you are and what you do, bad situations make everybody equal. There's nothing, no level of success or money that makes those really difficult personal times less difficult. So, Jesus, want to send you love, man. And uh, the best, because I know the holidays are going to be hard. I assure you, I can tell you one thing. I don't know your situation, but I know one thing. Your children do not think you're failing them. That is you. You are projecting that. You're your kid's father. They idolize you. And they will be proud of you for however you get through this situation, which you will. So don't for a second think you're failing them. That's just not accurate, um, though it's understandable to think. Um all right, I'm going to end our PSA with this. It's still real to me, damn it. Greg, you ready for some Black Power rankings? Oh, yeah. All right, S to the G to the M, F, and G. What do you got? 
admittedly, this week was, um, you know, a little light on good wrestling content. And so, you know, as we do here at the Black Power Rankings, we take a hit when it's a little light. But um, I alluded to this earlier, and one thing really stuck out to me that I needed to stand in solidarity with with my brother. And so, standing alone this week on the Black Power Ranking is um, Brother Byron Saxton. Oh, I like a delicious chicken. Do not, do not let our WWE champion, Daniel Bryan, shame you out of your love for delicious chicken. And I, and I admit, I have a preference for the fried variety, but if grilled is what you do, Byron, I'm standing with you um, as your brother in chicken. Brothers in chicken, so, wow. Brothers in chicken, yes. And so, this week's Black Power Rankings is going to to the one, the only, the incomparable uh, Byron Saxton. I would like to add, Greg, I, I think you should have given an honorable mention at least this week. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool is? You're looking at Alright, ladies and gentlemen. That'll do it. Nothing beats. That'll do it this week. I want to remind everyone if, Carlito. if you, Carlito. that's right, Carlito, if you want to write into the show like everyone else did this week, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. No, I'm not on social media, but I will try to get to all of your emails and maybe read some on the air like we just did. So, uh, everyone have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy yourself. And SGG, as for you, please do me a favor and stay mage. Oh yeah. I like a delicious chicken. <laughs>